We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're live. Welcome to the RG DFS Tournament Takes Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Kirkwood, Kirk Dees, here with my boys, John Saradian, JSU Rab. I uh, saved the best for last because I can never remember the, the <laughs> username, but it's uh, Killaby, Brett Hartfield, Killaby24. It, it, it doesn't matter. You yeah, I got it right. Colin Killaby. Killaby. So what's happening? We have a nice little slate this week. Uh, man, I got luck. I like basically broke even, and I felt like that was a huge win last week. How'd you guys do? Um, I, I had a smallish profit, but uh, I didn't really invest as much as I wanted to uh, last week. Um, kind of stopped playing the Thursday through Mondays now that uh, NBA is going and really just focus on NBA throughout the week and then, uh, you know, shoot in my normal, uh, my normal exposure in NFL on Sundays. But um, it, was, it was profitable, but it was like a small profit, like 20% ROI. So. Yeah, um, I had Stone Michelle just like all over everything, and he was 2% owned, and he died yeah, in yeah. the first quarter. Carry on Johnson was my – Died with my, line, uh, my lineups. I, uh, I do got to say, pat myself on the back, Carry on Johnson was my favorite play like when we ended our show last week. And he kind of rode, uh, rode me like quite a bit of uh, money. But like, you know, the sh- a lot of the sharps were on him. So I, he wasn't as low owned as I thought he would be. Um, definitely people got on to him by the end of the week. Did you guys have any uh, Jermaine Curse? Well, cash, yeah, for sure in cash. All you chalk donkeys out there, you deserve it. <laughs> but uh, nobody came through as a cheap. I, I had none of them, but, but I. But, what, 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 what I had twenty percent of them, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, I mean, there were so many injuries and cheap wide receivers that just did nothing. Like I felt like I you, played Josh Gordon in cash. And that was about I the had, only, uh, only good thing I did because I had uh, Bethard. 
Uh, I had two zeros or basically zeros over on a uh, fan duel. Wait, you play uh, Gabriel? Uh, yes, I did. Yeah, I, I, I had zero I exposure to Gabriel. Lives. Yeah, and so, yeah. but I still had like over 100% ROI on FanDuel with like two zeros in my lineup. So, uh, in my cash, anyway. Nice. All right. Well, we've got a new week here. I'm going to go ham this weekend. Uh, I already yeah. feel it. I just feel like it's coming. Um, but uh, we've got a good slate. We've got some monster totals. Yeah, it's a way better slate. We've got one, two, three right off the bat. We've got uh, Green Bay at the uh, at the Rams. That game looks uh, pretty nice. You know, we know what the Rams do, and Green Bay should be in a negative game script, and they like to do nothing but pass anyway. So that that should uh, end up being a pretty good game. Then we got the uh, Bucks at the Bengals, which looks pretty good. Um, we also have the Broncos Chiefs, and then I, I'm kind of eyeing this Steelers game Browns. But that's these; those are kind of the four games I'm focused in on right now. Uh, what about you guys? Yeah, I mean, I I think I think the one that sticks out the most, uh, just high and tight, would be the Tampa Bay at Cincinnati. Um, makes sense with how bad these two defenses are versus the pass, um, and th- and then also like Tampa Bay's been. Uh, an offense that wants to throw anyway. So uh, I think that's going to be more of a chalk stack. An offense that has to throw. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, um, I don't exactly know what the injury situation is. I think, I think actually, uh, what's his name? Practice. Peyton Barber practice today. So, so um, that, that looks to be clear up. But my sneaky stack would be the Colts uh, at Oakland. A um, couple reasons here. Uh, obviously, you have Amari Cooper's um trade that kind of opens up different targets to the Raiders and then you have the Colts who are actually the fastest paced team uh in in the NFL and then they're without Marlon Mack currently uh this we're recording this Thursday night and he did not practice today so um this is a team that wants to pass a ton uh and yeah they're the fastest team so it's like it's like this, this game, I think, just shoots out uh, in so many ways. Lots of value, especially with the Cooper trade. I really want to target this game uh, quite a bit. So, Chris, remember a couple of weeks ago when you asked us when Andrew Luck. Yeah, this is it. When you could play your boy Andrew Luck. This, this is it. Is the week. Exactly. I know. I feel the exact same way. So, like, yep. because this is a great matchup for T.Y. Hilton. So, um, if Marlon Mack is hobbled, and that, you know, would, should take some – alleviate some of that running game that they got. Their offensive line is getting extremely healthy and looks really good. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, and Luck has looked really good throwing the ball, so he just needs that right matchup. And this is a Oakland team that we can just take advantage of who should play, you know, a little bit better since they are at home. So this game, yeah, I think this – I think you, you guys are right. I think this is, this is finally the Andrew Luck spot. Yeah, I definitely like it a lot. And, you know – Again, kind of got to wait on the Marlon Mack news because I would still have a lot of love for Mack. Um, he looked so good last week. Um, but if he doesn't go, I think Naheem Hines really steps into uh, a decent-sized role at only 3,800. He could become very chalky by the end of the week if Mack doesn't play. So, um, But highlighting Oakland here is going to be the interesting part, right? I mean, uh, Amari Cooper sucks. Right, but he still led the team in so many different passing categories, um, with you know with targets, with air yards, and all that. So that's got to be spread around this offense. And you have, you know, old Jordy Nelson, old uh, 
Jared Cook, and then a, a, you know, a guy like Martavis Bryant, who can we trust? Um, it looks like Martavis Bryant is going to step into the snaps here. Uh, so that's good. We know what his uh, ceiling was when he played for Pittsburgh. Um, I like him quite a bit uh, in this situation. I think Jordy Nelson's going to be uh, a really good target, uh, you know, for like red zone targets and whatnot. And then Jared Cook just seems like a high floor play too. So um, lots of different ways that you can go. And then I love bringing it back with uh, all different uh, indie guys. Actually, Eric Ebron, maybe my favorite tight end play on the week. Uh, Oakland is 32 uh, DVOA versus tight ends. So I think lots of different routes you can go. And it's all cheap where you can then grab like uh, different expensive studs on the slate. Yeah, one thing to note too is Jack Doyle practiced again uh, today. He's limited. Uh, um, so I think that's going to bring Ebron ownership way down if he plays. Um, it might even take people off of Ebron and onto Doyle, which kind of makes Ebron a really good, um, tournament play. So, uh, that would be very, very sneaky and low owned, I think by the end of the week, if Doyle does play. And, um, Oakland's allowing 10 yards per target to tight ends this season. Um, and they haven't faced anybody good. Um, terrible uh, tight ends. So we could see um, – I do – I like that call. I think e- this could be an Ebron game, especially with um, – even with uh, Doyle back here. And so I like him. Now, the guy on Oakland, I, I agree. Martavis, I think, is worth a shot. Um, he certainly has a speed advantage against the, the Colts cornerbacks. Um but I feel like Derek Carr is just going to like – I think like the guy who's going to benefit the most, and hear me out, uh, Seth Roberts. He's awful. But like he, they love using him in the red zone. It's, he's, their, he's their slot guy, and he's like the only guy who's been with Carr for more than one season. And Carr is such a – I don't know. I, never mind. I, there's a word I want to say, but uh, – <laughs> I'm going to hold out on it. Anyway, Carr is, is, is uh, kind of a weak quarterback. And so I just feel like he's going to take that safety blanket in Seth Roberts here. Um, Jory makes sense. I think Cook makes the most sense. And I always like playing Cook at home, too, for some reason. But um, So I guess my favorite would be Cook, but I feel like Seth Roberts is like a sneaky play here. Okay, I got a question for you. Seth Roberts, it seems like he's got a lot of his, his snaps in the slot, but we don't expect Jordy to move outside of the slot, right? I guess on the year, uh, Jordy, Jordy has run quite a few uh, routes outside of the slot. So if that's the case, if Seth is going to be playing a lot of the uh, slot, I kind of like that. You know, um, We know how inefficient Carr is, so I, I feel better about <laughs> – uh, him being able to dump off uh, to like closer to the, you know, instead of going out wide, I'd rather have him uh, passing inside. So um, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I, I didn't even uh, look at Seth Roberts at all. So. Yeah. I looked at him and then I just looked He's elsewhere. Seth Roberts, I, if you want to look away. Right. Exactly. Um, I mean, here's the thing is their, their guys are all pretty cheap. So if you want to take, you know, a guess on a Seth Roberts, it's, it's, it's not a bad play. Martavis, like Chris said, I, I don't think Martavis is a terrible play. You can take a shot at him. He has upside. He's 3,700. Seth Roberts is 3,400. Um, you know, they, they, they both have had upside, you know, 
games and, you know, decent showings before. Um, obviously, Jordy Nelson and Jared Cook are the two better plays, and they're both really cheap. Um, so, I, you know, I have no problem with either of them. Personally, I'm not going with Seth Roberts. I'm going to go with, you know, guys I'm a little more comfortable with than Nelson and Cook. But I'm going to take a shot with Bryant. I just can't take a shot with both full, full disclosure. Full disclosure, I will probably have no Seth Roberts. <laughs> Okay, so maybe my favorite guy uh, out of all of Oakland would be Jalen Richard in this situation. Uh, he's only 4,200. Um, we don't have to worry about uh, beast mode coming uh, this week. So I think, I think Jalen Richard is – and this should be a negative game script for uh, Richard. Uh, he's seen, let's see, 15, uh, 15 targets and 13 catches the last two weeks. Um, and then you can probably throw in a good, you know, handful of carries in there. Uh, I think this is a great spot for Richard. Should be fully. I mean, you know, they lost Amari Cooper, so they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to find a way to get creative with their offense that they have. Um, and then, and then you put in that they lost Marshawn Lynch. Also, um, there's just a lot of offense to be giving out to these secondary guys. And I think that's why I like this spot so much, even for Oakland. Um, you know, you have a Colts team that loves the pass. They're the fastest, uh, again, the fastest you know, team uh, for plays per second. So, yeah, I, I think that's why I'm all about Oakland here. Yeah, I think the safe play is is going to be Jalen Richard um, and Jared Cook. I think those yeah. are the- I think that's really – I think you just draw the line there pretty much. But, like, if you yeah. want be some deep flyers, you, you do it with guys like Martavis, maybe a Seth Roberts. But you know, Jordy, Jordy, of Jordy, of course, too. Right. But, but like, the let's two not... safest guys are Cook and, and Richard. if you're just going for safety with your, your guys. And it's Luck, T.Y., and Ebron. And that's, right. And that's a wrap. Well, I think Ebron's – if Doyle plays, Ebron's definitely more of a GPP guy, but definitely got to like him. All right, should we uh, hit up a different game here? Uh, you guys want to take over a different game? Yeah, let's talk about this monster yeah. Green Bay Rams game. Yes. Okay. yes. Although, I think this I is heard, although I'm going to have a lot of Jameis. But, uh, let's I think this is the second most popular game on the slate to the Jameis Cincinnati game. But, I, mean, I think this is the first most popular game. Okay. Well, I do feel we'll like this. I, I think the, the Tampa Bay, um, it's just a little cheaper. Yeah. You know, a lot of those guys, but um, – Tighter spread, yeah, too. You might be right, yeah. But um, I think everyone's on Jameis, too. I think so, James- good news that Rodgers got his brace taken off, so potentially he will be able to uh, be fully unleashed this week. Um, and at a price tag of only 6400 on DraftKings, um, I, I definitely want to be way, way over-owned on a, a guy like Aaron Rodgers here. And, you know, this is obviously a, a negative game script, but – I. Coming off a bye, like I think this is a decent spot for uh, for Rogers to go for four hundred. They have they have the different uh, like all the wide receivers coming back, so it's going to be tough to really nail which wide receiver you want. But I feel very confident Devonte Adams just getting a bunch of targets here. I'm talking like like fourteen, fifteen targets uh, pretty easily. He's the one very consistent guy in this offense. Um, and then looking back, like on the Rams, I, I think I still want to uh, target the slot corner for the Packers here and uh, really get a lot of Robert Woods. 
Did you did you say is it? Do you like this matchup for Rodgers? Or you don't like this matchup. I do like. I okay. mean, I thought I thought you said you, you you thought it was wasn't a great matchup. Oh no, I I, I love a negative game script for him. Oh, like I should say, yeah, I should have well, said. Well, I, I think it's more of a positive game script. I mean, they have a in, uh, Rams have an in team total implied team total of like thirty three. Like this is going to be a. A high-scoring game. I think. Well, Rodgers- they shut down beat hard. <laughs> that's that's a, that is what I meant. I didn't. I didn't try to okay. say like game okay. script like in a bad. I got state. confused. Um, All right. Yeah, they're they're obviously ten-point dogs. That that's probably kind of what I meant. But uh, yeah, love love the spot for Rodgers. Obviously, um, anytime that he has to be forced to put up offense, you got to feel pretty good in like one of the most efficient passes. Um, just as long as they're offense line holds up versus the, the Rams D line. So that's my only concern. Well, right. well this is, this is a great spot for Rogers. We, we know that, you know, the, how the Rams play, they set up for a lot of passing attempts for the opposition. Right. And they've also allowed two passing TDs in every single game. Um, so far, Rogers is just going to be slinging it. Their receivers are all getting healthy. So he's going to have his full, allotment of weapons finally you know he's going to get uh geronimo should be back right uh both were both were limited in practice today but Um, they're but they're looking like they're going to go right yep 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 um and so i mean yeah Devontae adams is gonna should have a monster game here too so like yeah i mean this just sets up really well and everyone's going to be on todd Gurley, so this is going to be extremely chalky as like kind of a run it back with who you can fit Right, and I think with that being the case, you got to assume that Devont, um, Devontae Adams is going to be lower on because of that reason. When you're bringing it back, you know, if you're taking Todd Gurley at almost 10K, you know, Randall Cobb, Allison, um, Jimmy Graham, they're so much cheaper. It's so much easier to fit in a lineup with more guys you like if you take someone like that. So I think just, you know, from – theory standpoint it it makes sense when you're creating lineups you know not to take a, a almost an 8k wide receiver and adams bringing it back with Gurley because then it's tougher to make that lineup unless there's some value that opens up like we had nick chubb um last week kind of open up towards the uh, end of the week if if that happens then it might change but for right now i think you know the chalkier stacks is going to be Gurley bringing it back with, you know, Cobb and Allison or, or Jimmy Graham, someone like that. So I think Devonta Adams kind of goes a little overlooked. There's got to be a week real soon where, where the Rams put up like 35, 40 points and Gurley doesn't get a touchdown. Like, I feel like there's a week that's going to happen like it that. Ain't, it ain't happening. It ain't They're just so like, I, I love God. I, I love how they run their offense when they're within the five. They're just giving him the ball, and it's very it's super efficient. Um, they they have like one of the biggest line advantages uh, this week. So a cool a cool two that you can get on Roto Grinders is just the adjusted line yards. Um, that's actually through I want to say um, I forget what site that's through, but uh, yeah, the Rams the Rams would be number one this week versus the Packers D line. So. Still, I mean, it's a smash spot for Gurley. And what, for whatever reason, DraftKings still hasn't brought his price out over 10K again. So, um, so he's going to be highly owned. So price included, if you, you know, had to take all their prices and these four, four or five guys that I'm going to give you right now, how would you rank them? 
Um, starting with you, Brett. So Todd Gurley, Saquon Barkley, James Conner, Joe Mixon, and Kareem Hunt. Would you still take Todd Gurley number one? Yeah, like a uh, price per dollar. Like cash game wise, I think Gurley is still the best. No, GPPs, um, GPPs with the ownerships and, and all that included. Would you okay. take Todd Gurley number so, one? Okay, so I, I would go probably James Conner one for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I would want to be the most leveraged on Conner this week. And then probably number two is Kareem Hunt. I want to go right back to Kareem Hunt, but then Gurley would be three. So just because I know Gurley is going to be so highly owned, I'd rather steer away um, and maybe take like the exact same ownership in uh, tournaments this week. Chris, you got him, you got him up higher than that? You... I, I have no idea. <laughs> I, so, so I'm, I'm looking. Have, I'm looking at NBA right now. All right. <laughs> so I personally have Gurley as the fourth on that list of those five, and only Joe Mixon's behind him, price included in GPPs. Um, I have Saquon ahead of him. I think James Conner's actually going to be just as chalky as Todd Gurley. I think ownership when it comes out. I think they're both going to be around thirty percent. Um, Connor might actually, just because his price is so cheap, he might come in even higher owned. I don't know. I, I, I've heard a lot of people talking up James Connor. I really like him. Um, but Kareem Hunt's my guy. I, I, yeah, I have him as my, uh, my number one guy. Dude, you remember yeah. Kareem Hunt's stretch last year? Like, he was just the man. We're Kareem in a Kareem Hunt stretch right now. We're yeah. in a Kareem Hunt stretch. And, and everybody yeah. counted him out. Yeah. This is just a dream matchup, too. This is just it's Denver at home. This, this is the spot for Kareem Hunt. He's my, uh, he's my number one guy, price included. Um, love Kareem Hunt this week. All right, here's a question for whoever wants to take this. But, like, Kareem Hunt was not involved in the passing game for whatever reason the first five weeks. Last two weeks he's had I'll, targets of – I'll take, I'll take this. Okay. And it was against New England, and it was against Cincinnati. Was that was that mainly Andy Reid uh, uh, going up against the Patriots linebackers and the Bengals uh, slow linebackers, or do you think like this is more of a like thing that's going to happen in the future? So I've talked about this the last two weeks. One with the Patriots last week and Tyreek Cohen. I told you it was a smash spot because the linebacking core for the Patriots couldn't guard anyone because Kareem Hunt and Andy Reid did what they did to the Patriots a couple weeks ago. And really, they should have had a lot more than that. There was a pass interference where Kareem Hunt was wide open on like a 50-yard touchdown pass. But um, it was definitely Andy Reid taking advantage of the matchup. Good coaches like Bill Belichick, like Andy Reid, they actually take advantage of the weakness of the team. What is the weakness of the Denver Broncos? It is their run defense, running right through them. You have to run right at those really talented pass rushers. Just like last week, um, Khalil, like Khalil Mack, uh, the Bears, I was so high on Sonny Michelle last week. He came out, and I don't know if you guys watched like the first couple minutes of that game, but it looked like he was going to have a monster day. They were just running it right at that right side, like right at those linebackers. Um, and then, it's the best way to take the pass rush away. Exactly. And then, unfortunately, he gets hurt. But it, it's the way to do it. And if you're Andy Reid in the Chiefs, you got to be looking at it going, I don't know how involved he'll be in the passing game. I don't know if he'll be as involved as the last two weeks. But I think he's going to be more involved in the running game this week. I so think he needs to make sure of that. He had um, – he already 
had 175 total yards at a touchdown back in week four against them. Right. And basically they did all they could to kind of shut down um, Tyreek Hill and uh, try to like bend, don't break, but like not let him get behind him. And I mean, it's just, it's just, it's pick your poison with this, this team. I, th- I think they have to do the same thing again. And Kareem Hunt is on a mission right now. This guy has looked awesome ever since that new England game and everyone counted him out. And uh, I don't see him stopping here as when they're a, a heavy home favorite too. Yeah. And like, I don't love like the wide receiver situation um, so much in either one of these games. Um, but like, I do love uh, Phil, Lindsay's situation. Um, yeah, you, do have a, you do have a questionable Royce Freeman, um, who I believe didn't practice today, if I got that right. Um, but yeah, they are uh, – so the Broncos versus the KC uh, D-line would, would have the second-ranked uh, uh, second adjusted line yards uh, for this week. So it's, it's a spot where Lindsay, Lindsay's involved in both the run and the pass. So, uh, I mean – Game flow to, uh, independent, so I, I like this spot for even Lindsay if you want to uh, bring it back. I think he's involved in the pass game so much that I, I don't mind having two running backs there. Oh, that's the beauty of this one is that Lindsay is involved in the passing game, and he's going to have to be the, the, uh, the first, second, third down guy, or potentially even. You know, they're going to they're gonna use Booker a lot in this game too, but the, they should be behind in game scripts, so – it just sets up to get a lot of usage. Um, I think he's a great play. I think he's like that play we're all waiting on. Being a parent can be really challenging. Child and Family Resource Network focuses on connecting pregnant parents and those with kids under the age of five with free support services to help them on their parenting journey. Everyone deserves someone they can turn to for help with parenting. Visit childandfamilyresourcenetwork.org today. What about that Demarius Thomas Price, 4900 that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's the, one of the first things I noticed when I was looking at the player pool. So they're going to trade him. There's, there's talk about trading him. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Cortland Sutton being the guy. So, like, is this, like, his final, like, hurrah? Or do they, like, phase him out and this is, like, Cortland Sutton? But, like, he has a bit – like, I think the, the bad matchup is for Emmanuel Sanders because uh, Ken, Kendall Fuller's actually been doing pretty well. And uh, he held – he uh, – held him down back in week four. Yeah, I mean, I think Demarius Thomas is probably, if I had to take a receiver from this game, it'd probably be him. I don't think I'm going to, but, you know, his price is tough to, it's 4,900. I mean, it's 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 worth it. Yeah. In a high scoring, it could be a high scoring game. Uh, But I'm with you on Philip Lindsay too. Love him. Travis Kelsey. He's going to be popular. I think, I think, um, you know, we, we already mentioned a few 5k tight ends. Um, well, we didn't even talk about Njoku. Yeah. And like going up to 6,800, I think makes a lot of sense in Kelsey. So, uh, until they price Kelsey around 7,500 or, you know, anything higher than that, like he's going to get the most owned with how crazy the tight end situation has been this year. So, um, no, like really great punts out there. I don't feel like, I mean, uh, CJ Uzoma is maybe the cheapest I'd go at tight end. Um, OJ Howard and a great oh, OJ Howard's a beast. CJ Uzoma has the best matchup, yeah. um, who hasn't gotten much usage. Did get, did pull a TD out of his, uh, yeah, you know, out of his ass at the later uh, late in the game the other night to just kind of save value. You wish this guy would get more usage, but, um, 
this this should be a good week for him. There's so many good plays. Let's okay, that's a good segue to this next game. There are so many good plays in this Bucks Bengals game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of like set up beautifully for each team. Like the 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 passing deficient the their deficiency in the defense of the passing game for the Bucks for the Bengals. So, I mean, you gotta love guys like AJ Green, obviously, and then and Boyd has an awesome matchup this week. So this should suit his style pretty well. And uh, John Ross is out again. So this should set up, you know, it should be a pretty concentrated attack. Um, there's, we still can get behind Mixon or not. I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on that. But then also, I mean, Jameis should have a field day against this kind of soft zone Bengals D. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Tyler Boyd at 6,700 is, it seems expensive, but he does get a great matchup in the slot versus MJ Stewart. So, um, I don't know exactly ownership wise, which, uh, who I'd want more between Tyler Boyd and uh, AJ Green. It's probably going to matter a bit just based upon how much money I have left in, um, you know, certain it should be AJ Green. Yeah. I mean, AJ is going to break a slate soon, right? Like this is, this, this, is, this is probably the week. And I, do you guys like DJX at all in this one? I'm still on team Chris Godwin, man. Uh, Godwin's, yeah, I'm there. Godwin's been out snapping him. Uh, he's a cheaper price. It's, He's going to be higher owned because of those two things. Um, but, yeah, uh, they, they had 95 snaps against the Browns. Uh, he had 66 snaps. I'm not seeing routes run right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just getting uh, more work than Deshaun. Deshaun had 43 snaps. So You know what worries me, too, is Jameis and him just – they can't connect on a deep ball. I mean, I've watched five, like four or five times in the last two or three weeks, Jameis just – Overthrew him, throw him wide open in the that end. That goes zone. into last year too. Yeah, yeah. it's just, it, and I love Djax. I think you know, right now he's still he's still better as a receiver. He's still the the best deep threat on that team. Deep threat on that team. He still gets open deep down the field like no one else on that team does. You know, Djax is all team yeah. Fitzpatrick. He wants Fitzpatrick throwing the rock. Yep. So that's so, the problem. So OJ so, Howard's the guy. No, 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 no. Djax is the guy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Talk me into him. I love Djax, but. He's going to see a lot of Drake Kirkpatrick, right, um, who had nowhere um, near the speed of Djax, and he's allowing 17 yards per catch, um, has already allowed three receiving touchdowns on the season. Um, and uh, this is um, per Mike Taglieri or Taglier or whatever fantasy Tagliari. pros, yeah. Um, so, two of the touchdowns he's allowed have been on go routes, which is the route um, Jax has been targeted the most this year. So, yes, he's the snaps are concerning, but this is like a great matchup for him. And I think people are going to fall into that snap narrative and say, "Oh, we can't play him," and they're going to fall back in favor of Godwin. And I like Godwin, but like he's you're playing with fire with Godwin as well. Like we could, you could, this could be the deep connect game for Deshaun Jackson. I just feel like Godwin is a younger Deshaun Jackson, a little bit taller than Godwin, uh, than Deshaun Jackson. So getting more snaps than Deshaun Jackson. So it's like, why? I I just, I don't feel like there's enough for me to play Deshaun Jackson. Uh, Like John said, they don't have, um, uh, Winston and, you know, Djax don't have a connection. So, 
for me, I'm just they're going to have a connection this week. <laughs> that's that's the issue. I I'm all in favor for the matchup. I I just have the issue of them connecting. I, oh, I want gonna, to play. Gonna connect. With you. He's going to burn. He's going to burn them, and he's going to find. He's going to hit them. This is the week. Chris Chris right. is dead right too with uh, Drake Kirkpatrick being really slow too. So um, yeah. and so I like, feel like. I feel like whoever that uh, other wide receiver is, because it's, you know, when Godwin's out, Deshaun Jackson's in. Um, and then, you know, they basically are. I mean, you're looking at last week for the snap counts, but like you can, you can go, you can go game by game here. I mean, Godwin has not been getting a ton of snaps. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. We see a trend, but that's one week. It could be totally game plan, you know, dependent uh, on the team facing. And this is this when everyone, you know, you zig when everybody zags. I watched that game quite a bit just because I had a decent exposure uh, against the Browns there. And I mean, they, I didn't see Deshaun Jackson a lot at all in the fourth or the overtime. So I don't know what happened. You got a rushing TD. Right. That was the entire beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But like in the fourth quarter, he also quarter, got thrown on like two touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, there was there was just a lot of uh, plays um, where I didn't see any Deshaun, and I was just like very very curious about why that was. Um, it just seemed like Godwin was getting a lot of the closing time work. Well, I mean, Godwin should, and it shouldn't be Humphreys shouldn't be playing. Right, right, right. But Humphreys has been like such a high uh, snap count in the slot. So the problem is, Jameis loves Humphreys. He must, because Humphreys barely played when Fitzpatrick was in there, and then all of a sudden... How many fantasy points does a snap count get you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but we also did say that uh, Winston and Cameron Bray had, like, this awesome connection, and now Cameron Bray is just not playing whatsoever, and it's almost down. Uh, I loved Cameron Bray when... uh, I liked it even more when O.J. Howard came back against the Falcons, was it, that game? And he started off the game with a touchdown. I'm like, yes, this is my day. I was like, uh, I'm so smart. You know, I knew they were going to use Howard as a decoy and he was going to block. And then it, that was. And then OJ Howard gets a touchdown. Yeah, then, then it was all OJ Howard from after yeah. that first drive. <laughs> so funny. Anyways, so, all right. Um, all right. We didn't get to talking about Joe Mixon. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. When, is, when is this dude going to have a. It, Listen, he's involved in the pass game. I don't like him. This no, it's, I'm telling you right, John. No, John Ross. He's going to be involved a little bit more, and they're going to run the ball. They're going to be successful running the ball. Joe Mixon. This is not a terrible spot. People are going to be off of him because of last week's game. This is where you come back. He's going to be low owned. This is the ownership, the leverage play right here. You can do it. He's right around the same price as Connor and Hunt. This is a GPP play right here, people, but it's in one of the highest scoring games on the slate. It makes sense. They have targeted him before in the passing game. I see no reason why he won't be a part of it. It's just coaching would be the only reason. Oh, um, God. It's whether they use him correctly or not. But, like, he's got the, the skill set, and the matchup is certainly ripe. They've they've given up over 100 yards, receiving yards to both uh, – Kamara and, and uh, Tariq Cohen. Um, yeah, so this this should be a good game for him. It's just the thing is, is that there's – A.J. Green should have a field day, and Boyd isn't has such a good matchup. It's like I feel like he's just kind of like – and then Uzoma has a good matchup. It's like – He's going to be lost, Chris. You're going to get him at like 5% owned. 
I'm there. I'll be there. I will have some, no doubt. I mean, how do you have a guy? I play, I play this guy every week. I love. Him. I play him in cash. Like I, I mean, I, his his games he's played. He's had seven targets, then one, four targets, then seven, five targets in the passing game. I mean, so, so some games he's really involved, and some games he's not involved. And sometimes he starts off, he looks so damn good, and then they just like oh. stop, and then they, they like run him. They run him up the tackles, and it's like, what are they doing? And I don't know, but uh, I'll be there. I'll, I'll have some with you. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be under on, on Mixon. I'm just, it's one of those things where I need to see it kind of come together. Um, That's it. I'm all in on D-Jax and Mixon. F you, I'm going to play D-Jax now just because of this. This is it. You, fired <laughs> me you, you need to hear my takes before you plant your flag the other Go way. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's, um, so James Conner, um, I, I love James Conner this week. Um, like John said, I think he's going to be pretty chalky, but the thing is, is how chalky is, is, is he going to be? Because like, you can't really, it, it's, it's going to be very tough to pay up for multiple, like, you know, running backs here, but I guess he's at a price point 7,500 where you don't have to sacrifice too much if you have both him and Gurley. Um, you're just going to have to work, you know, you're going to have to work it with like 4K wide receivers. Um, so that's a spot where, you know, like the the first game that we we mentioned with the Oakland-Indianapolis uh, game, like, I mean, you're going to have to get a lot of exposure there, you know, probably when you buy like a James Conner or a Gurley. So it, it's just, I, I really like this slate. Like, I feel like there's lots of different ways to go. So, um pretty ex- this is this is the first week that i feel really good about like the options uh available for us like i i feel like uh the last what three or four weeks there was always kind of like that one game on an island super chalky you had to stack it multiple ways this one i feel very good about going lots of different routes here yeah there's one there's one game we really really didn't get to discuss but i think it's very sneaky and i don't think anyone's gonna be on it and it's the uh seattle detroit game Mm-hmm. Uh, in Detroit, uh, Matthew Stafford, he's 5,600 on DraftKings. All of his weapons are 6K or below. You got Golden Tate, Doug Baldwin. These guys are all super they're cheap. Uh, Kenny Galladay is one of my favorite plays. I love Kenny Galladay. Um, I just think this kind of this matchup, this Seahawks defense, I'm not afraid of. Detroit's defense isn't that great. But they did get uh, Snacks Harrison. So – the Seahawks are going to have a tough time running that football. Um, they're still going to do it. They're going, they're to, going try. to try. They're going to try. I will say this, John. Like, I don't bet, like, a lot of sports, uh, like, putting down a lot of sports bets. Uh, but when I saw this line, I bet the under right away. Um, just, it like, kind of hit right away where I have two slow teams, uh, also two teams that kind of like to run the ball. Um I just I bet the under right away. So they're not gonna be able to. <laughs> the the one nice thing is obviously they're in a dome. So yeah. yeah. And and snacks, yeah, I don't know how much snacks will play, but yeah, he's he's obviously the run stuffer in the middle. If he um, if he plays the first two downs, I'd be happy. He and yeah. he probably will. He's back. Here's my issue with this game is that we've got one team that loves to run the ball. Seattle. We have an emer- another team that has an emerging running game with Carry On Johnson, and has 
an array of weapons that we Dude, don't De- know who. Detroit's been running the ball a lot. They're yeah, less- that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. And yeah. so we've got like so the play count should be down in this game. And then we've got we've then you still got to figure out Marvin Jones, Galladay, or Tate. Yeah, and, and they're both very slow teams. They're like two of the slower teams in the NFL. And so yes, I think like Galladay, like someone's going to do well in this game. I just don't know how to like really. GMM. Yeah, but you, you know, Detroit's been playing against really soft run defenses the last couple of weeks. I, I I don't know if they're gonna just always run the ball no matter what. Like the Seahawks will. You're right. The Seahawks are gonna try and run the ball no matter what. The um, Detroit Lions they played Miami, worst run defense in the league. Uh, Green Bay not a great run defense. Dallas without Sean Lee they took advantage. Um, New England they just ran all over. Um, the, but you saw a bunch of teams have done that before too. So um, it's just, to me, it's like, you know, if I think Matt Patricia is a good coach, I think he's going to attack the weaknesses of the teams. I think you can attack the Seahawks through the air. Um, and I think, I think Matthew Stafford is going to be super low owned at a really cheap price. And his weapons are all really low. Owned. And I you do, know I where the like, targets are like, going. To. I do like three guys. There's three guys that get most of the targets, and I'm not going to play much Marvin Jones. I think Galladay and Tate are the best. You got the nice Tate. Uh, I, I like Marvin. Yeah. Oh, you like Marvin. You like Marvin. Yeah, but I, I can't back it up yet on the show. I'm not ready for that. So okay. you know, we got to give it up to the Seattle Seahawks defense. This was uh, a defense that we thought we could attack with like all the injuries that they had, all the uh, different free agents that they've lost. I mean, they're not obviously the Legion of Boom anymore, but – I mean, this team, this team is not a team to target. So, yeah, I just – I don't know. There's not much that I love in this. Um, you know, I don't mind a Chris Carson at 4,300. We saw, we saw what he did in previous weeks. Uh, I believe they're coming off a bye. Is that correct? Did they play last week? I feel like they uh, came off a bye uh, this past week. So, um, yeah. it, I mean, it's a spot where they're still going to be splitting between uh, Carson and Mike Davis, but – yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. Like, I feel, I feel better uh, getting some carry-on Johnson exposure. But outside of that, like, I don't, I don't love this spot just because I don't, I don't project it for a lot of plays. Carry-on's not running for 200 yards. He no, I, cannot I get it done in the red zone. Like, he's not. Well, they don't uh, give him the red zone. They don't give him. He had, he had three or four carries within the five-yard line. He couldn't get it in three or four times last week. People kept saying. He didn't get any uh, red zone carries. He had three or four times he had it in the five or last yard line, and he couldn't punch it in. I think he had, had, uh, what's, what's that producer? Oh, we get we gotta go. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we're running. By the way, I just want to. I just want time here. We're gonna fit, wrap this up. We got okay. two minutes left in the Lakers game. <laughs> oh, come on, let's go. But uh, what? Well, how do we <laughs> want to end this? We want to end this show on what? Are we? You wanted you guys? You guys want yeah, we'll, to? Yeah, we'll take care of. Your we'll lever- do a long shot player um, and then a most leveraged player. So a player that we want to have the most leveraged in comparison to the field. So um, I'll, I'll start it off. Let's see. I'll, I'll do, let's see. My most leveraged player, I'll just, I'll just say is going to be Jalen Richard uh, at 4,200. Okay. Good luck. Uh, let's to go you. to John. John, do you, who who do you want to be like most owned in comparison to the field? Like, is there one guy? Kareem Hunt. I like that. I'm gonna say David Johnson, um, Ooh, a guy you didn't even talk about this whole show. Yep. And I'm I say I'm not even gonna talk about. It. I'm just gonna say. He doesn't want to give it to the producer. Me. We gotta go. Stop we gotta it. go.
I'm but sorry. It's a, it's a tough run defense. No. It's a new coach. Uh, it, he was with Arians the whole time. He's already made comments about how he's good. They're going to get him in space, and uh, like, like this, this is this is why that he was fired was because of what they've been doing with with David Johnson. Like, this is going to be the David Johnson erupt game. They're going to find a way to get him in space. They've had a long week because they played what the Thursday night game, so they've had a little extra time. Um, I know it's a tough rushing defense in in general, the, the 49ers, but I just think that they're going to, I think it's time. You got to bet on the coaches. You just got to yeah, bet. And they're going to, and David, I'm going to bet on David Johnson. This guy's ready to erupt yeah. and uh, he's cheap and he's going to be overlooked again. And uh, this is the time. Okay. I'll go quick. I won't even give you too much of a reason, but my long shot will be Christian Kirk uh, against the 49ers. Yeah. I didn't even talk to him too much, but it's just a spot where, uh, he's now got all the snaps going. Uh, no Larry Fitzgerald really at all. Uh, no, they're gonna they're gonna roll Larry now this week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've I've heard they're uh, trying to trade him, so we'll we'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. But uh, that would be my long shot play is Christian Kirk. All right. Well, uh, my long shot play is Adrian Peterson. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna say one thing. And what's that, I'm producer? Gonna... We gotta go. <laughs> No <laughs> snacks. No snacks. All right. Yeah. All right. So the Giants are just going to fall dead, is what you're saying. Dead. Dead. Except for they are dead. What a, what a, whatever. Besides Saquon, <laughs> they're literally dead. All right, Chris, you got a long shot uh, for us, or, or are we out of here? Seth Roberts, baby. <laughs> oh, my God. That's about as long as you could possibly get. Hey, at um, least you brought it up during the show, so that's good. I, uh, I don't know if you even saw uh, Lance Stevenson dancing at that timeout, but it was just hilarious. But just just rewind your TV when you get off this. It's hilarious. All right. That's a wrap. Uh, this is the RGDFS Tournament Takes Podcast, and we will catch you again next week. Thanks a lot. <laughs>